Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Astros stay alive and the Dodgers are slowly dying. Let's talk about them. Welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got some storylines still unraveling. Two series still going. We're coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios in the Bronx. RSVLTS.com slash John Boy. 20% off a bunch of fun shirts. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me in a turtleneck is Jake Lufa. The Plufa. No one's going to get that besides patrons. Trev is in California and Bug Bug Dude behind the dish. Speaking of the patrons, this mm. episode of Talking Baseball. Did I say Yanks at the start? Ah, This episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by Kevin, James Purcell, Jaden L., Zach Oliveira, Oliveira, Bradley P. Wilkerson. Sounds like a detective. Frank Zilla. John Leombas. So many vowels. John's got all the vowels besides E in his last name. Leombas. Henry Rodriguez. Jake Halcom. William Safford. Matthew Brune. Josh Dover. Jonathan Kazar. And Bradley Saunders. Those are our most recent patrons. Thank you very much for the support. Uh, you guys got the pregame show, which was all about showering and loofahs so really good stuff a little post game a little pregame a little live chat action for the patrons we appreciate all of their support very much jake how are you doing i'm good james trevor uh you mentioned my turtleneck i always get pretty happy when i wear this my auntie re got it for me um, I think when I was 17, 18, and I looked at it, and I was like, why would I ever wear a monogram turtleneck? And that's just me not having the foresight. But I kept it with me through all these years, and now it's one of my most formidable shirts. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be rocking it today as, as the seasons change. And baseball Trevor Plouffe is nothing short of hot. In the streets. Are you kidding me? Your guy Correa? Kershaw's nightmares? Boogity boogity. I was going to ask, are you wearing that ironically or unironically? But you you answered yes. my question. Okay. Yes is the answer. A little bit of both. I, I, I look say. stunning in it, and it's a monogram turtleneck. These are my it's initials. Like a, it's like if Justin Verlander uh, pitched and then took his jersey off and sat down and put headphones on. That's what you look like. Yeah. Jimmy just laughed when I showed him the monogram. I mean, I've seen it before. I know it exists. I didn't know that was monogram. And that, it takes that people by turn it up shock. a couple notches. It shocks people. I mean, who got you that? Your Auntie Ree? Auntie Ree. Thank you, Auntie Ree. Just a hilarious Dude, gift. Shit, Fantastic. That's like that's like someone something you see in a movie or like, like a comedy movie. Jake gets like the. Oh, it's so weird. My life is. I don't want to. I don't want to come at <laughs> no. your female relatives. No, because my female relatives and my fiance dress me, or I steal stuff from my brother Luke, who has a sense of style. The the, no the ladies that. that dress Jake, like they think of him as a little clown. I've doll. been a joke my <laughs> whole life. Like I've in, been a joke in, my whole in, life. in college, he had this ugly, poofy brown jacket. Oh yeah, like, super ugly. I'm my mom. I bet you were. And then, a like super, one really Christmas, one yeah. Christmas, you your kid. mom got you like a turtleneck and a vest. Yeah, that like only a ninety-year-old grumpier old men. I'm wear. my mom's Build-A-Bear. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. Yeah. Like you, you, yeah. Like if we yeah. went back yeah. in your family albums, you had like suspenders on, like maybe a bow tie. Like for Christmas, yes. you really got dressed up. <laughs> yes. Like, Holy just, shit. But he's like, you know, you're old. They still buy you these things. And it's like, it was a monogram turtleneck. It's <laughs> all coming to fruition. My own initials. Yeah. <laughs> Does your mom still kiss you on the cheek? You're still my little baby. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm gonna oh, still yeah. do that. Like, I know Tom Brady gets a lot of shit for like kissing his kid on the mouth. I don't, I, I don't kiss my kids on the mouth already. But Ooh, yeah. okay, here we I'm go. I'm gonna want to be. I'm gonna want to hug. Well, yeah, hugs are I awesome. Get a That's hug or a kiss, like on the uh, cheek. Uh, those are different than kissing your son on the lips. I kind of get it if you're a mouth kissing family. I guess I'm not in it. I didn't grow up there, and it feels weird. 
Brady is from but, California, soft. Ooh, if like, like my daughter Isla, like, get get over here, give daddy a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Teddy, same thing. I don't yeah. care. Oh, you think you're too cool now? Yeah, no, I'm gonna hug you're my kids. Cool? To death. You want to fight me? Let's go. Teddy, Teddy, give Uncle Jake a hug and a kiss on the cheek. I had a, a professor. I had a professor at Sonoma State, which is uh, NorCal, who was high school classmates with Tom Brady, also from NorCal. And he was, like, such a nerd. And he was like, yeah, I'm, uh, Tom Brady was in my graduating class. Like, he was kind of a jerk to me. And I just laughed, like, out loud in class. And he was like, what's funny? And I was like, well, of course he was a jerk to you, dude. Yeah, like, the right. nerdiest guy I know, and he was Tom Brady. Anyway. My family is, is not, um, like, we're barely huggers. Mm. And family is the same way. It's, like, not very affectionate. I'm not saying like I didn't have like my parents were very nice to me, but we just weren't huggers. Yeah. Like I don't know if I've ever heard my dad say I love you. Like Well, here your, we da- go. your dad loves you, Trev. I know he does. Don't even worry about it. I mean, since I, I mean I'm sure when I was a kid he did, but like I mean, when's the last time my dad said he loves me uh like as an adult? I don't fucking know. I say I love you at the end of almost majority of my phone calls. I'm gonna wanna be that way with Teddy. Like yeah. if I'm like, Oh, you don't love me? It's just because I think death is imminent at all times, so I never want to not end a conversation with someone I love without saying I love mm. you. That's a good mindset to have. Mm-hmm. While we're on that topic, I had to Venmo Phil Hughes money at 3.30 a.m. this morning. Why? I was up. I couldn't sleep. Um, and he was doing a live card break, and I got involved. And Are you, like, his, he's on there 24-7. 24-7, dude. It's crazy. Um, so go check out Phil's polls. That's All right. Hilarious. And that leads us yeah. into the burn of game number one. Jakey, we're going chronological as always. We're a cron pod. The first game was the Rays and the Astros. On your mark, get set, and Burn. ALCS Game 5, potential elimination game for Houston. They'll throw the kitchen sink at Tampa, starting with Luis Garcia versus Till My Land. Early settler John Curtis opening up for the Rays. That's right, Game 5 ALCS, bullpen day, buckle up. U-C-O-N-N, Yukon, Yukon, Yukon. Another Springer Dinger to lead off the game. Jumped it, first pitch, one nothing, Houston. But Tampa decides it's time to get loud. B-Lau finally joins the series. Lefty on lefty crime locked up at ones. Bottom three, professional hitter. Michael Brantley with the two RBI single. Kind of bizarre throw by Austin Meadows for the second run to score. It's 3-1 Strohs after three. Randy Johnson, a Rosarena, flops his big unit once again in this series. Another home run. My goodness. 3-2 into the eighth. G unit. This is how he do. G-Man, 447-foot bomb to tie it up in the eighth. Bottom nine, are we going to extras? Carlos Correa, Team CJC goes all Frank Sinatra as he flies one to the moon. The Strohs go Garcia to Taylor to Paredes to Scrub to Rayleigh to Presley, which meant Dusty had a plan. It's a 4-3 walk-off final. Houston makes it a series 3-2 boogity boogity. Dusty has a plan. I didn't know where you're going with the the Randy Johnson, and then you mm. said he took his big unit out, and mm. he got me. That you was like that? One. You like penis that jokes? Yeah, I For do sure. like penis jokes. For sure. I do. Magic Johnson. That's one right there. Good one. I've Good never one. once Good. thought of his name yeah. as like a magical penis. It kind of. I know the emotion you're feeling right now. It blew me away. Steve Hallis opened my eyes to that. Shout out. Really? Okay. okay. That's interesting. He's got a Magic Johnson. Did did Dusty have a plan? Because his plan didn't work that <laughs> great. I got to Trav! Yeah, you know what? Quentin just says, can we finally get a Dusty as a plan shirt? Like, I, if they lose today, no one's going to buy it. So it'll probably be a very easy and quick shirt. Maybe just a cloud of dust. 
I'll say I'll I'll message our graphics guy right now, mm. um, and say, can you make a simple but good Dusty has a plan shirt? Uh, Dusty has a plan. Trap. Great yesterday. Win the game. Win the game isn't a good plan. I mean, he had Paredes come in, give up runs, and then he had a blown save. So blown save. How good was that plan? It worked. Correa, the boogeyman. I don't oh even know what you call God. this guy anymore. He's the scariest. Pl- he's the scariest dude in baseball right now. He gives me nightmares thinking about what he's gonna do when he comes to the plate. I can only imagine what the opposing pitchers are thinking on the mound. People are making a big deal about him walking up and being like, hey, Dusty, I'm going to walk it off. Fucking everybody says that, dude. If you don't say to your manager when it's tied in the bottom of the ninth, hey, I'm going to fucking hit a homer here. I got you, coach. Yeah. Everybody says that. So pump the brakes on that. It was awesome he did it, and it was majestic, and he pimped it, and I liked everything about it. But remember, I was the earliest dude on the Astros this year. Giving them credit. I'll tell you, uh, Trev. You're going to have two sides of it hating me. Because Astros fans already hate me. And all the people that hate the Astros forever and always are going to hate me. When you're heel and you announce yourself to the world, I'm the heel. And that's who I am. And then you put up. And then you continue to be the heel. That's so cool. That's A-Rod's biggest problem. He never embraced heel. Yeah, if A-Rod was like, cool. yeah, I pissed on my cousin's carpet. Yeah. I did steroids and won MVPs. So what? People would, like, in a weird way, respect him more. But instead, he tells the line, tries to be, like, a likable guy, and it's like, no one But that's you. the thing, though, with Correa is he doesn't say that. He's tiptoeing around the heel. He's playing victim. So when I, when I ah, hear that's a good the point. heel, yeah. he good needs point. to be like, fuck it. We cheat. We cheated because we were trying to win. All I give a fuck about yeah. is winning. And I'm, I'm winning right now. So if they, if they win again, he needs to say, so what? We cheated last time. You don't like it? We won fair this time, and I did it. Yes. And then it's like, okay, that's cool. Um, but, man. The only thing. The only thing. His on that pimp team, job was. Uh, Great. I don't think you're going to pimp. All, if you're going to pimp a walk-off home run, that's yes, the way to do it. Good. And the, the other thing going on here that's one of my favorite dynamics in sports or even cinema is basically the dead man walking. Uh, the, the guy in the movie, his wife and kids have been taken from him. You know, they're going down swinging. When they went down 3-0, that's what they hit. Okay, so everyone hates us. We're down 3-0. Uh, the most stacked up things could potentially get against us. We're basically a joke. Let's go out here and go nuts. And they're doing the damn thing. Um, and for Correa to do it is almost unbelievable. Uh, such, A, such good replays. I mean, Altuve coming out of the dugout behind him. Dusty with the little dance. I mean, these are, the Astros are zombies. Um, and, I mean, the Rays are going to have to dig deep to kill them. And at the same time, they almost did. I mean, G-Man with the big home run to tie it late. That felt impactful. Um but man, the Astros are back in it. It's a three-two series. I love it. I love it, man. Um, I don't know if they have enough to finish it off to finish this comeback off. But, well, they got I mean, Framber and McCullers now. I mean, the storyline is storyline is there for the taking. Frambers and McCullers outpitched Snell and Morton the last time. It's they just faced really each other. hard to win four games in a row. I know. I know. But I'm saying if you're an Astros fan right now, you can easily convince yourself you're in the damn thing. Yes. You have momentum, and your two starters outpitched their two starters the last time they faced. You're a, yes. special, you're a special start from Framber away from being very into this series because now we're coming up against some bullpen walls, right? I mean, guys are pitching back-to-back days now, and, and they you know they went full bullpen yesterday, and it, it worked well enough. They held the Rays to three runs. Um which, you know, hey, if you if you told Dusty that before the game, I think he signs up for it. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I And this is the part that's kind of messing with me because I still do think the Rays are lined up better for the series, and they played it this way. I mean, look who the Rays pitched yesterday. Yes, they threw Anderson at the end, uh, you know, yeah. who's a bad dude, and, hey, he's kind of been struggling this playoffs a little bit. He throws 21 pitches. Uh, but they went Curtis Fleming to Sledgers. 
I mean, those are... What was the final score of this one? It was four to three. So, uh, I mean, those are, you know, three of the bottom five pitchers on this Rays team that they pitch in this game. They've kind of been playing for a six, seven game series, hoping to get, you know, sneak one out yesterday or the day before. It hasn't happened. That they're still set up to go, you know, Snell full bullpen and then Morton slash Glass now full bullpen, which is a scary proposition, which if Houston's going to try to do this thing, I mean, they're going to have to pitch bullpen guys four days in a row and it's going to get ugly. But the fact that they even have that option is awesome. Uh, and Springer, he deserves some love. Talk about setting the tone. Another leadoff homer. I think he's like third or fourth all time in postseason home runs. That's insanity. Uh, they pitched around Altuve yesterday. Altuve with two walks. Um, the game started with a homer and ended with a homer. It's kind of cool. How about that? Um, and I guess on the Rays side, my only other note is Lau hits the homer. It's his only hit on the day. Hopefully that sparks him. He's been missing. Well, the lefties get going, and they got a righty. Two, two righties count up, or Framber's righty? Framber's lefty. Framber's oh, lefty. yeah. I love Framber. I'm excited to watch I him. I love Framber, too. He's going to use that little kid's mid again today. can't wait to see that. <laughs> but look here, Nick Anderson, <clears throat> if you look at his – I mean, he's pitched twice this series. Uh, in the second game, one inning pitch, three hits, two walks. Gave only one run. And then this one, obviously, one and a third with the homer to end the game. It seems to me like with him and Glass now, you know, they both throw cheese. It's a majority straight. I know Glass now's cuts a little bit, but it cuts early. Um, you see it a lot. So it's all about timing for these guys. Seems like they got the fastball timed up. And what's been working against the Astros is that octopus arm um, plan mm. where you're throwing a bunch of guys from different angles. The guys that are right over the top with heaters, which is Glass now. And uh, Anderson, they look like they're kind of on that. So, like, either those guys got to spin it more, or maybe you just kind of figure it out without them. Because, you know, that's you can't, you got to lead in, in game six, and Anderson comes in, like, you, you're, you're probably not feeling great about it if it's against that meat, like, that meat of the order there. Am I right about that? Am I am I am I is it am I overreacting to this? I, I think the only thing you're missing there is and it's again part of the Rays' advantages, Anderson doesn't have to be the closer for them. Anderson no, no, can, no, he does Anderson can come in the fifth inning in a nice lane to to get them a clean inning. And you know, you can have Castillo close it out, they could have Fairbanks close it out. So I think in a normal playoff series, you'd be like, Oh, we got their closer, we have unlimited hope. Like that's that's definitely a thing in baseball. Interested to see how Cash handles it. Because, you know, when Anderson's yeah. at his best, he is the best of those three. But this playoffs he's been a little shaky and Castillo's yeah. been disgusting. <laughs> Maybe you try to get him in, in the bottom of the order, get him a get him a clean inning, get him in there. You know, you want you wanna use him. He's an excellent pitcher. He you know, like he's not a bad pitcher. I'm just saying, like, they're there are times where, as a lineup, you have a collection of guys who just see someone well, and like they could go away at any moment. But right now, it seems like the the Astros have seen him pretty well. I would I would imagine Cash is seeing the same thing and is going to be like, okay, we might see some Aaron Loop, so mm. more Aaron Loop today. Who you know he's he's making a believer out of me. Mm, is he though? He is. Watching okay. him throw and seeing some of the swings and 95 from that angle, if you pair it with somebody, pretty good. All right. Is that all? You got anything else? I mean, G-Man had a nice day at the office. I think they normally sit him versus lefties. I think they need him in that lineup. Fuck yes! Yeah, that's good. That was fun. That's that good. was fun. He's the man, huh? Oh, he's so like him. We were going through his whole transaction thing on the live stream last night if you were watching with us. Thank you. Fun. Join us. We'll be doing it again. Um, G-Man, if you're a baseball nerd and you end up on Baseball Reference, go check out his transaction page because it is the wild ride of baseball that he is now <laughs> the biggest, well, Randy Rosarena, but the second biggest threat in I the I mean, Rays how line. about Randy? He's not a human. That's the biggest thing. Randy going count. deep again. Come on. Just, you know, yeah, he just, he does it. He lives for that, you know. I was Has there ever been the, a bad baseball player from Cuba, Trev? Yeah. Um, you know my stance. If I'm a GM, people might hire me just for that take. 
Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm, the the Red Sox, uh, king of AAA, Rosny, Rosny, Rosny Castillo. He's been now, really he, good. In it's AAA a little different. It's a little different with him because, yeah, he signed that big deal. I think he's good enough to be a major league player, but if they bring him up to the majors, they owe him exponentially more money or something like that. So that's I why he there. just stays in AAA. The he's actually not a bad it. baseball player. He's been solid. And hey, so, if that's if that's the outlier, that's still not awful, you know. I'm gonna walk in. I'm just gonna like put this out. I'm gonna for, have a LinkedIn up. Okay. You know what I'm, I'm looking for GM jobs. The only <laughs> thing I'll say about myself is that I will go all out to sign Cuban baseball players. No, go. And I'll probably get a job. Advisory role, man. Get some side quiche <laughs> and just tell them like sign every Cuban. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm done. The meeting's done. See ya. Thank you. That'll be <laughs> that'll be five hundred grand. That'll be five hundred grand. Yeah, Rosny's lit up AAA last three years. <laughs> it's nuts. It's, it's a, a weird thing. It's I forget what it thing. is. I'm sure you could just look it up. It's something like they'd have they uh, they'd have to guarantee a couple more years on this. I don't know. Whatever it is. And uh, apologize to any Braves and, and Rays fans listening. Before we pivot, or maybe this is an after we pivot conversation, whatever. MLB saw Dodgers Astros World Series in front of their face. And they, if you're a conspiracy theorist out there, if you think that professional mm. leagues rig games, I don't. Besides the NBA, it's been proven. Um, if you think, like, if there's any, like, if there's, if the Rays and the Braves advance, let's, uh, the MLB never rigs anything. Because if there's ever a series to rig, when the fucking Rays can't even get 2 million people to watch their ALCS games, 70% down in ratings, it would be to advance the Astros. So watch out for all you conspiracy theorists. Watch if, the Rays, watch if the Rays and Braves don't get any calls. Because I'm telling you, there's a oval meeting at uh, MLB thinking... We're going to miss out on a lot of money here. <laughs> the way Put a couple funky balls when a different team's hitting. I don't know. Hey, who was uh, who was the guy that was in AAA for the Yankees forever? What was his name? Lefty pitcher. Igawa. K. Igawa. He sucked. So we he was in Scranton. I used to love facing that guy because he didn't give a shit. <laughs> and he would just throw just meatballs over the plate. <laughs> but he would live he lived in the city and would drive back and forth every day. He had a he had a driver. That's awesome. He lived in New York drive, City? He lived in New York City and drive to Scranton PA. I don't know what that is in a car. A couple hours three at least, hours? right? Three hours. Two, three hours? Two. I think you could two to three. You could sneak it he out. Would, yeah. Every single day would drive back and forth and he would he had a driver and like he was he just making that. whatever, like ten million in AAA or something like that. He this guy. Have your routine. Enjoy that Did car not ride. Give a fuck, dude. Well, he was bad. You ever hear the story about him? Uh, they called him over because they were, you know, um, Dice K. That they lost out on Dice K. So they wanted so that's to. That's why they signed him. Yeah, so they gave him because he was going to be the next big Japanese pitcher, and they signed him. And he supposedly have this great changeup. And in his first bullpen session, who was it? Some Yankees bullpen catcher. I'm blanking on his name Chris right now. Stewart. Chris, I forget. Uh, caught like his first bullpen in spring training, and the bullpen catcher got up and turned to like Brian Cashman, and and it's like, what the fuck did you sign this guy? Like said <laughs> something like, this He's guy. Got nothing. Yeah. He's got nothing. And then they he made like four starts, and he just got absolutely shelled. It's kind of funny, funny that the bullpen, he has the bullpen coach or catcher just caught one session, turned around, and was like, this guy has nothing. That's bad. Uh, Two-hour drive. Manhattan I, think, to I think during our quarantine months, we did like a Keigawa talk and Yanks discussion. Mm. And at some point, I crunched the numbers on like how much he got paid per MLB pitch he threw. Because I think it's the it's worst contract like they've ever done. Like per pitch. People like to say Ellsbury, who may be up there now, or Kevin Brown. Um, but Agawa's worse than Brown. He got like he threw like a hundred pitches and got like what would you say? I want to say something like ten thousand dollars per MLB pitch or something like that. Yeah. I'll crunch the numbers again. It's it's wildly terrible. Anyway, uh, before we move on to game number two of the day, let's talk about DraftKings. 
Week five of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week six. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week six, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code JOHNBOY to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. New Jersey-only bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Game 2. Dodgers looking to tie up the series at two apiece. Can they do it? Will they do it? Kershaw's on the bump. Jake, on your mark. Get set. Burn. Dodgers trying to even up the series at two with their ace. An all-time great Clayton Kershaw versus the kid. Well, another kid for the Braves. Bryce, Bryce, baby as Bryce Wilson tries to keep the Dodgers' offense vanilla. Top three, Edwin Rios de Janeiro hits another one to Brazil. It's one nothing. Dodgers bear siding in Arlington. The big bear, Marcel Ozuna. Big man making himself some money on that one-year deal. Tie game baseball. 1-1 into the sixth. Oh, no, spooky season. You thought Pedro Baez's House of Horrors was scary? Welcome back to the Clayton Kershaw haunted postseason hayride. Ninth green at nine. How about six runs in the sixth? Akuna Matata infield single. Oh, no. Kershaw's Freddie free-falling as he hits an RBI double. Doppelganger Dansby with the double. Young, thick Austin Riley with the ribby single. Pache caps it off. 7-1. Race. Oh, my God. Dodgers have a rally forming. Bases loaded. One out. They only get one run on a sack fly. Will Smith lines out to end the inning. Braves add some insurance runs. Bryce Wilson have a day. Six innings pitch. One hit. One earned run from the 22-year-old. Bullpen is Smith, Martin, Matzik, Green. Braves take game four, 10-2. They take a 3-1 lead in the series. Yow! Wow. That's hot, baby. I was scorching right there. Wow. You like that one, Trev? Wow. I did. Wow. I enjoyed this game immensely. Mm. A lot of great things happened. Bryce Wilson, he's another thick boy, too. He's a young oh boy, God. thick boy. I mean, talk about. I made fun of Bryce yesterday. A couple, just it was just a little bit of ribbing. I wasn't wasn't anything too serious. I said he wore his hat under or his hair under his hat as a kid, which he for sure did. I said his name was spelled weird, and he went out there and just shoved against what is the best lineup in baseball. I mean, I mean, you take Bryce Wilson and you do the claw game from Toy Story or any arcade, and you pick him up. And then you go back in time to 1995 and you drop them in the Braves bullpen and no one shrugs. They're like, yep. I see what you're saying. That's a 90s Braves reliever. That's what they I look see like. What you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but what an outing by him. His parents were there getting juiced up. That, that always gets me when you have the family members there just going nuts. Um, so happy for him. Dodgers, what do they have? Three hits? Yeah, well. He, you know, I said on the pregame show, I said, I wonder if Bryce Wilson was watching what they did to Kyle Wright and saying, oh, shit, they're just going to come swinging. And he knew it. And the Dodgers came swinging. And what they did was extend the guy who was probably only, fingers crossed, give us three, Bryce, and let him go six. He faced 20 batters. Only four or five of them saw more than four pitches. I mean, 15, 15 of the 20 batters were 
out of the box after the fourth pitch. Mm. They were four pitches through six. That's really good. They were swinging early and they were not getting hit. So he was he was making uh, his pitches worthwhile, not just get throwing any get me over fastballs or get me over curves. Uh, so I applaud him for that. I mean, that's kind of what playoff stories are all about. Yeah. And we were just underestimating this Braves team all the time. You know, I underestimated their offense, uh, their pitching staff. We kind of didn't give – we said this is going to be a bullpen day. Maybe it was supposed to be that, but Bryce made sure it wasn't that. And now here they are up three games to one on the freaking Dodgers, man. Yeah, man, The Braves' is, offense is, is sick, though. That, that sixth inning or fifth inning, what was it? Six in the sixth. I mean, that was – Unreal, uh, a little bit like uh, Ozuna gets it. Everyone just kept getting hits, just hard hits, hard, just good contact. It's the it's it's like the inning people would use to fight against analytics, even though it is analytics. I mean, everyone just came up and hit bullets in play, and it it's just it's a very lonely feeling when you're the opposing team, just seeing balls fly by you every direction. Every single batter, it feels like. Uh, I want to go back to Bryce Wilson for a second. Uh, we do continue to underestimate these Braves and its craziness. Um, his fastball command was really good. I thought that, and then I heard Harold Reynolds say it, uh, and people listen to his baseball stuff, so I'll double pass that on for me and HR. Um, man, and the bigger thing, so I, you know, that six-run six is massive, and it's crazy, and it's this Braves offense. They've kind of done this all year. You know, it starts with Acuna, goes down. I mean, when Dansby and Young Thick are hitting, it's a seven, eight deep person lineup. Uh, hell, Pache, the kid, is doing it at the bottom. Yes. But if Bryce Wilson doesn't go out and drop dick like this, we, we talk about, you know, baseball's butterfly effect. If Bryce Wilson had given up two runs in six innings, I think this game is very different. Uh, you know, the Dodgers would have had the lead, and Kershaw, again, playoff Kershaw's nightmares. You know, he's one earned run through five in a pretty big NLCS start, but then he goes out there, things fall apart, another, I mean, Kershaw disaster of sorts. Um, and it's all set up because Bryce Wilson did what he did. Um what about? I want to keep going. I want to keep going on the Braves, but I, I do have to touch on this. Well, well, hold on. Pache and Camargo. Hmm. Camargo wasn't on the roster. He replaces Duvall. Pache had four at bats in the regular season in his MLB career. Yeah, four MLB at bats before the postseason. Those guys had a 500 on base percentage last night. They got on base three times in six pl- uh, at bats or plate appearances, whatever. So. I mean, that's just, what the fuck's that? Yeah. Oh, awesome. It's it's something that I I was teasing through the season. Yeah, pat yourself on the back, Jake, for knowing Pache would be in here. No. Uh, the thing I was looking forward to <laughs> was young guys stepping up. Uh-huh. I was saying this all year. I didn't know how teams were going to handle it, and I thought teams would use call up their young guys because normally that's a postseason story. Like, oh, they called up this guy midway through the year, and he's a stud. Because you always go with talent in the postseason. Look at Luis Garcia, who got the pill in the Houston game. I mean, he's got 12.1 major league career innings. Bryce Wilson, I think he's got 40 innings. But they're the most talented. You'd rather throw Bryce Wilson with his talent and his age than, you know, not to throw more shots fired at Josh Tomlin in the pin, but that guy's had a big league career. Like, that's kind of the old thinking in baseball. Like, yeah. Tomlin's been through a lot of wars. I know he doesn't have the same talent as Wilson, but let's th- let's give him the start. No. <laughs> Bryce Wilson, you're a lot talented. Go out there and figure it out, dude. And, uh, yeah, I mean, same thing with Pache. So it's, it's cool seeing all these young guys on different teams step up and, you know, Paredes again for Houston, a Rosarena, uh, everyone on Tampa. So that's, uh, that's kind of been a cool story of this playoff, all the young dudes. You got I something you on the know- Dodgers? Trev? Yeah, you know, about the young guys on the Braves. The pitching side may be a little different. I don't have as much experience on that side. But as far as the hitters, you know, Pache and uh, Camargo, you know, he's been around. But it's the fact that the rest of the lineup, those guys that have been there are killing it. That that opens the door for Pache to be 
you know, um, fuckers. confident up there. Yeah. You know, point. like those guys have to be going and then he goes. Eventually he'll be he'll be one of those guys too, but it just makes you feel so much more comfortable and like, you know, the you know, the hitting is contagious, blah, 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 blah. It's fun to watch him go up there because that is just like an added like dagger when the bottom of the lineup can do that. But I don't think it happens unless Marcel's going off, Freddie's going off. You know, I think that really alleviates a lot of the pressure. Um, that's a great point Trevor the the Kershaw thing our good buddy Jack Davis he he retweeted somebody and he said and it was something like why do the big J's feel like they have to protect Kershaw now I'm wondering I'm gonna ask the chat this what is your like preconceived notion with Kershaw like do you do you think about him as one of the best pitchers of our generation, or do you think about him as playoff Kershaw? Because I think I'm, I actually don't want to say what I think until the chat answers that. J- Jimmy's got an answer. We'll get some Jim? more chat responses. We'll let Jimmy. Uh, go James first. O'Brien. The more this happens in the postseason, Jake, what's his ERA in the postseason? It's 170 innings now. Uh, 177 innings, a 4-3 ERA. And what's his ERA in the? Regular season? In his- 2.43 in his career. His worst season ever since his rookie year is a 3.03. The more this happens in his postseason, the less I care about the regular season. And I think that weakened division and, and, and nine-hole catchers and pitchers hitting uh, really help him out. I think he's one of the best regular season pitchers ever. But, I mean, we're talking a lot of playoff starts, Trev. A lot of innings. And when he's going up against the best of the best where every at-bat matters and you're not getting a pitcher hitting and you're not getting a shitty backup catcher hitting and you're playing the fucking, you know. This is on Dave Roberts last night. I'm sorry. I know you have He should have been taken out. No, he should have never seen the lineup a third time. No. But there's there's 177 innings now, Trev. I think a playoff – I think I will think – Dan Marino. I you can't say Kershaw one without well, the other. But I'm in L.A. where he gets talked about a ton. I'm curious on the national level what people think, and the chat's kind of split on it. Um, but I don't think he gets protected by Big J. I don't think he does. In fact, I think early on he got wrongly accused as being a bad playoff pitcher. But now, it, the more, like you said, the more it happens, the more credence that has to it. So there's you know, And there's been a little... There's been a little bit of a roller coaster because he got lit up, um, and then everyone kind of went too in on it. And then analytics kind of came back and is like, hey, guys, maybe let's not judge Clayton Kershaw, one of the best pitchers ever, with, you know, how many career, 2,000 career regular season innings off of, you know, a, a sample size of postseason starts. And you're like, that kind of makes sense, uh, especially when you add in some of the relief performances and you can dance with the numbers. Like Clayton Kershaw, I think, before the seventh inning of games, I think his ERA is in the threes or something more respectable. I forget what it is. There's there's just no way to get around it anymore. I mean, it's it's two points higher. His ERA is there, two points there, higher. Um... Are there numbers that support him being unlucky? Like sometimes that happens. I haven't I haven't taken a deep dive into him. I don't Doesn't seem like it. When I watch him pitch, I'm like, I don't think he was unlucky. What I think of playoff Kershaw, I think about when he came uh, against the Nationals last year. Yeah. His his ERA goes up in every round. Four oh two in the NLDS, four eight four in the CS, five four in the World Series. There's just a there's a body of work here that sucks, and I still feel bad for the guy. But uh, the other thing that I I was using, because I, I do want to be fair about it. I don't want to kill this guy if it's not fair. I think it is fair. And the, the one Jakey Showers had this morning was, if we had a pitcher who in the regular season had a 4-3 ERA, but then in his postseason career he had a 2-4-3, We'd be like, that guy has stones. Watch. That guy is the man. Like he, you know, when it's playoff Rondo, something like that. Like we would be, we would scream from the mountaintops about the stones on this dude. So I think at the same time, if you flip the script, I got. Uh, I was hoping this was the start and this was the yeah, year. Yeah, I was hoping for him to it's not. get the demons out of his back. Trev, I have something for you that 
Um, when we've been watching these do live watch-alongs and stuff, I, I find myself of this opinion, and it seems no manager cares about it. Uh, Acuna bounces one over Kershaw's head. He runs for it, tries to field it. He ends up on the ground because he fell. They try almost make a fantastic play to get Acuna, but then he's safe, and then Acuna's hurt. I was like, what the fuck is this play? When pitchers are tasked to field the ball later in the game, like when they're nearing the end, right? They're nearing the end of their time uh, in this game, and they're tasked to field the ball. It happened with Hap, and they grab the ball, and they throw it away, or they have to make a diving, running, sprinting play, and it doesn't go in their favor. Like that Acuna play? I keep finding – take him out. His headspace is shot right now. He just had to get off the mound, field the play. He's on the ground. It's all for nothing. You're going third time through the order. Um, I would have not done him against Acuna at all. But once that happens, I'm like, you got to take Kershaw out here. He just threw himself on the ground, and he's third time through. Like, it's not a good recipe for his mental state. Same thing with Hap with the Yankees when he had, he, him and Voight miscalculated two plays and I was like, get him out of there. Because there's no way this dude is thinking about the next at-bat. He's thinking about all the shit that just happened. And then Hap gave up a home run. And then Kershaw gives up back-to-back doubles. So I don't know if that's like Jimmy Lytics. If the pitcher has to make a play off the mound and doesn't make it, and his time's running out anyway, just get him out of there. His, his headspace is shot. I love it. What do you got, BBD? I see you trying to chime in over there. Uh, the chat's mentioned there is... A little bit of like Roberts funny business with Kershaw and recent playoff stuff where it's like he's let him go when he's done. What you said is also true because it's still not Kershaw but, being able to do as much as he does in the regular but season. But the reason right. why Roberts lets him go is because he thinks of him as regular good. season Kershaw. Right. And Kershaw has to constantly remind him this is postseason Kershaw. <laughs> I'm a different guy, Bobby. It's a body of it's been a degree like, of when funny you put business. It, when you put it like that, I hate it. <laughs> it's true, though, like, Trev. He is the same guy. His numbers are different. I, I, I think. Honestly, what I think it is is it's this time of the year. He's already, you know, maybe not this year because he it was only 20, 60 game season, but still this time of the year. I mean, yeah, you want to still be strong, but I mean, it's hard to do that. How he's logged over 2000 innings in his career, like he only has so many bullets. I think that's what Roberts has to realize. I don't think he has to worry worry about playoff Kershaw. It's it's how many pitches has this guy thrown this year, Kershaw? Seems like towards the end of the year, he's been getting hit around. That's in October. So when you get through five innings and you got one run and you got a fresh bullpen and you got the middle of the lineup coming out, to me, last night was a clear, like, and, and I know it seems like hindsight right now. It seems like that. But, dude, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers support that decision. David Roberts is gone. Mm. That's what we said last season, and he wasn't. Like, Every season. He fucked up last season just as bad he's as gone. this. He he's fucked gone. up last season worse than this. He's gone I, because, I, and I think last night was, was a unless unless they come back and they win the World Series. That's his saving grace. Uh, it was you either, can't do that again. You can't it was put after, him out there for the third time. Through that is like even the, the most novice of baseball fan now knows that third time through the order, almost 100% across the board, I there was there was a shot on Robert's face. It might have been when Christian Pache got Victor Gonzalez, and he was his third pitcher used that inning, or it might have been in the eighth inning when Ozuna got and got McGee. But there was like a zoom in on on Robert's face in the dugout, and my thought was he's gone. My thought was like this is a guy who knows he's gone. I mean, I wish, man. I well, I don't wish. That's pretty mean to Dave Roberts. I don't know him as a guy. I, I hear he's he a really seems nice, cool very dude. nice. Yeah. I don't want um, him to be, I, like. I'm not yeah. wishing him to be fired. I'm just saying, like, a team like that gets put together. You win eight straight National League West titles with nothing to show for it. I mean, in any other team, how long has he been the manager for? Five years. 10 to 15 something minus like 10 to 7 He signed whatever. a he signed a 4 year extension in 2018 that runs through 2022 and Trev I mean I I normally be with you but I feel the past 2 years I've been saying like they got to get rid of Roberts right Last year we thought there was no way he came back Um and who knows I do think there is a little bit of series to go and Trev the the only thing I'd I counter guess. you with on the Kershaw third time through and I think it's part of the problem with this discussion is Yes, those numbers are there and they're, you know, very clear and everyone follows them, except the Verlanders. I mean, the 
you know, the, if you got Scherzer five innings pitched, one earned run, like any of the guys that Clayton Kershaw should be mentioned with and wants to be mentioned with with his regular season numbers, if you can't do it in the postseason, that's that's a big enough point. Yeah, I agree. The Premier League realize who you have out there as a manager, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will. I want to give Dansby a little shout out and Austin Riley because Dansby taking that 100 mile Gratterall pitch for a double, I was impressed by. Dansby's got that in him, and then I was like, Dansby had a good year. Dansby and Azunia playing for contracts and and like their future per- perception, and they both are are doing real big things. I said, you got it, Trev. I was just looking at the chat. Wilmer says he's not top five in his generation. Fight me. If just I get the recency bias <laughs> here, but go look at his baseball reference page and then come back and talk to us. A lot of bold. I this is it's all so, bold. I'm gonna keep referencing this. Young short kings of baseball said this team is expected to win multiple titles this decade. And when you see Bryce Wilson, the twenty two year old, come up, Kyle Wright, I know he got knocked around, Ian Anderson, Max Freed. They've got a stable coming up. Soroka's hurt. He's out. If Kershaw was getting the trout treatment. And never seeing the playoffs, everyone would be like, damn, how could we not get this dude in the fucking postseason? Best pitcher of our generation. We're never going to see him in the playoffs. So uh, maybe Trout's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll be the regular what season hero. I would love to see that right now. Just big daddy Trout just oh taking over God. a game. There is no doubt in my mind that Mike Trout would be a postseason star. I don't care what you say. There's no way you can convince me that that guy would slump in the, in the playoffs. No okay. way. Well, I won't try. I won't try. And he never slumps, ever. And, and Should we give the Braves more love? Well, we have given the Braves a lot of love, which uh, we've taken at the expense of Clayton Kershaw. Um, at the top of the lineup yesterday, uh, Mookman, we're talking about Mike Trout in the playoffs. Mookman goes 0 for 4. Corey Seager goes 0 for 4. The two, whip at, two hitters at top of the lineup. Um, and I do want to dig up Mookie's, Mookie's postseason numbers. 30 games... 240, 331, and 695 OPS. So they also showed Mookie a shot of Mookie, and I was like, oh man, Mookie's really sad. Real sad. It's, man, that's a, that's a pretty small sample size for Mookie. It's 30 games. It's small. It, it is the sample size of what he's got. I mean, you know. I'd also, the, I'd also say that he probably has a positive war because of what else he. Brings to the field, right? So. I mean, he he plays. You'd want inc- him to hit. You'd want him to hit more. Than he that. plays incredible defense, but I mean, he, this is a guy with a lifetime eight ninety five OPS who's got a six ninety five in the in the postseason. So yeah. fucking added Mookie, added Trinan, added Brewstar, all looked great. Big game coming up. Where should we talk? Fucking about it? added Mookie, added Gratterall, added Trinan, and you get beat by fucking Bryce Wilson. And Pache and Camargo are on base three times. Dude, you added fucking Dansby. You you added Tony Gonsolin, who these guys have been incredible too. Like Dustin May could be the White Knight today. Uh, We'll see how that goes. But I do have some big Dodger Yankees trades going on. Just pure shakeup. So look out for that. He wants to give the Dodgers another bad playoff reliever. For them. Chapman to the Dodgers. <laughs> Dodgers would be like, we already have that, dude. We already have a bad post postseason closer. Kershaw to the Yanks. Hey, Mix it up. I mean it's a very it's a fair comp between Chapman and Kershaw. Mix it up. Like Chapman now has been given he's given up some homers, some big moment homers. That's all that anyone's ever gonna remember about Chapman in the postseason is are those homers. Raja Davis, Altuve. He's a meme. Now, yes. Who had the last one? Rousseau. 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 Still 2-4 ERA for Chapman. He was kind of heroic for the Cubs before Rajai. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I know. But he's, he's, he's an idiot. That's so what you remember. Credit, yeah. So. That's also why I kind of want him off the Yankees. If you're going to be a bad guy, get out yeah. of here. Be a bad guy and give up. Who, Chapman? Yeah. Homers. He's been a bad guy. I know. And it's, Don't give up iconic homers. I know. <laughs> He has been good in everything but those three. Too much Yanks. Too much Yanks. Good job, Braves. Carabas always tweets out that, like, you know, he fired his gun at his girlfriend, which isn't true. And I wonder, like, if, like, Chapman and his camp could, like, like, I'm always, like, 
Jared, I don't know if you can just say that yeah. as liberally as you say that. If it's you like, wanted to say now that Garage Wall should be scared of Chapman, yes. Yeah, I'm not excusing Chapman at all, but I always am like, dude, I don't know. That seems like libel. I don't know how libel works, but like he yeah. didn't he didn't shoot at his girlfriend. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can just tweet that, but he does, he does it every time Chapman gives a home run. It's, uh, the lawyer in me gets worried mm. for him. You know. Lawyer math pod. That's all we got. Two yeah. games. Maybe Two more games to go. Kind of went all over the place, but I think we did a good job. Yeah. It's a lot. Didn't get quite enough Kayagawa. Mm. That's a good point. Well, tell him the final number. Roger, hit the ball. For anyone that's not in the patron chat, BBD, tell him the final Kiyagawa numbers, and then we'll uh, we'll get it. Assuming I did the math right, $20 million, almost 1,300 career pitches, so that's $15,420.20 per MLB pitch he threw. Not bad. Get that money. Joshua, good point. There was a ton of wind. I don't know. I mean, shut the freaking roof. Well, then everyone's going to get sick. I don't think they can because of COVID. Is that what it is for real? That's yeah, I don't what think I was that, told, and I'm believing it. Yeah, I, I was told it's they could. Like you're in a uh, small space. You're in a massive stadium. There's plenty of oxygen to go around, dude. Yeah, but I'm guessing. Well, yeah, because if it rains, does it not rain in Arlington at that time? Exactly. Exactly. So this is this is the problem I have with all these COVID restrictions. Is they're just like picked out of thin air. It's like okay, uh, casinos can open up. But I, but I can only have one household in my, at my personal residence. Can't leave the table on a heater, man. That makes a lot of sense. It's, it's just all arbitrary, and it makes me upset. But everyone stay safe. Yeah. Love you. Free game show. Goodbye. Bye.